As Summer League marches on, I understand why some of these contracts were handed out, plus why I love the Celtics going zone in Summer League. And John Wall, is he going to be an option for Boston this year? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device. If you're a subscriber, open up your favorite podcasting app. Click subscribe if you're a new listener. You regular listeners, you everydayers, thank you so much for being part of this show. I consider you part of the show and for making it part of your daily routine. Hop into the YouTube page, ring the bell, get notified when I drop a new video. Get into that comment section. Leave a comment. I want to say thank you to all the people who left me comments uh, after the first, the, the the last video. Like I said, I recorded that on Saturday. I did get married on Sunday, so I'm very happy. And uh, thank you all for the congratulations. I really it does it does mean a lot to see so many people uh, giving me uh, just a little a little nod in the comments. So thank you so so much. Uh, I'm John Corrales, by the way. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play. Once upon a time, uh, and now I'm here to talk about summer league. I'm talking about uh, some of the contracts that were given out. I think uh, they were appropriate. Also, the zone defense. I think that's meaningful. I think there's actually a real reason behind it, and uh, I'll talk about that in the second segment later on. John Wall is he an option? The Celtics went to uh, his private workout. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Let's uh let's start here though with with Summer League. Uh the Celtics lost their own two in Summer League. I don't care so much about the the loss necessarily. Uh, I do care that there were 23 turnovers and 10 of them from JD Davison. JD Davison was given a two-way contract uh on Sunday. So he is returning to Boston on that two-way deal. Two-way deal, it's it's a nice, it's a nice gig. Honestly, five hundred thousand dollars, very competitive with overseas salaries for I think for a guy of Davison's kind of level of ability. Uh there's it's it's just it's a nice amount of money. You can live pretty well, and it's it sucks that you're gonna be uh living the G League life, which you know it's the 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 travel and all that stuff. It's it's a little bit different, but hey. You get a nice place up in Portland, Maine, 500K gets you a nice spot. You can live pretty comfortably. And so as he chases his dream and tries to develop, it's not bad, but I can understand why he gets the two-way deal and why Jordan Walsh gets the guaranteed money. It's And it's only a second round exception contract, but it's a four-year deal and it's about $8 million, almost $8 million in guaranteed money. When I look at Jordan Walsh, I can see it's rough, but I can definitely see some of the the reasoning behind 
the belief that the Celtics have that he could be somebody that develops into maybe a contributor. I don't know that he's going to be a contributor to this year. Honestly, I, I just, I would not get my hopes up. Uh, I want to keep the expectations low. I'm, I'm big on expectations. Set the expectation where you should realistically expect something to happen. And if it's better, then great. If it's worse, then ugh, that sucks. But I want to set the realistic expectation. And the realistic expectation for uh, Jordan Walsh is he's going he's gonna to spend a year mostly in name. But what the guaranteed contract allows him to do, there's no limits in in up or down or how many games he's going to play. The, if the Celtics are truly into his development and, and like – how how well he can he can pick things up and is it possible by the end of the year he can be a contributor maybe but honestly instead of the what is it, a 50 game limit for for uh, a two-way contract there's no limit if he's part of the team for 60 games 70 games a playoff if you if you need him in a playoff game as i said in the last podcast if you need him to come in and play 15 seconds in one game where the other team has an end of first half possession that you really need to get a stop and get that momentum heading into the half. And he's out there and he's part of the reason why you can get that stop. Great. Then, then he's, his value is certainly there and he has proven his worth. The potential for him to do that is higher than JD Davidson's. I think you can maybe out of the 10 turnovers that he had, Rules out like a couple were probably not his fault. They're probably like three would just be part of the normal. He averaged three last season uh, in the G League in Maine, but that that's still only half of the turnovers that he committed. He still committed five more on top of that, and they were not good. They were not good turnovers, and it's tough for a point guard in summer league. But I think the one thing that is very clear, if a guy is NBA ready, then he comes in and he dominates the summer league. If if a guy is uh, going to be a contributor on a uh, on an NBA team, he's going to come in and dominate summer league. Uh, so I, I expect him. I expect guys with with that level of talent to play better than J.D. Davison has played. Uh, I think Jordan Walsh plays too fast. I think he's a little hyped. I think he's a little uh, crazed, um, and that, that's to be expected. I think he's he's got to get used to the speed. I would rather rein somebody in than try to draw something out of them. So uh, I think Walsh is going to be fine. I see – I see the possibilities. Uh, just side note, Jay Scrub, again, had a decent game. He shot 50% uh, and scored 15 points. Uh, Justin Champagne had 21 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, that's, that's a nice contribution. I think he is showing the Celtics, hey, you need to pick up my guarantees here. And there's nothing wrong with end-of-bench scoring punch because even though he might not play a whole lot, if Jalen goes down with a sprained ankle or a hamstring like Jalen Brown, you know, will tend to do 
every season. Having a guy like Champagne around to potentially hit some shots and score some points, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, having that punch on the deep bench, that that's fine. And maybe, maybe every once in a while he goes to Maine. Uh, I I think he still has eligibility to do that. Every once in a while he goes to Maine just to get his shot, kind of, you know, keep it sharp. But having him on the deep bench, not a not a problem to me. Scrub, I don't know if he's going to be uh, part of the Celtics, uh, if he's going to get a a camp invite, you know, one of those Exhibit 10 contracts, or maybe he's going to get an invite to somewhere else. But I think, I think I'm seeing already after two games a, a trend line start to develop. Jordan Walsh is, is, you know, he didn't hit many shots. His shot came back down to earth, but I don't care about, so much about that. That'll fluctuate for now. Walsh is showing some potential for uh, a contributor uh, in the he, he had some nice plays he had a a give and go where he he, he got the ball back and up faked and drew a foul uh, he had a nice behind the back assist to the corner uh, he so he's showing some vision he's showing some ability to play make uh, but he's very I can see why you're gonna spend some time polishing this diamond you might you might have found something here in the late second round with Jordan Walsh so that four-year commitment, and hey, if he needs to be waived or traded or something like that in two years, if it just never materializes, not a big deal, but I can see the potential for him here. Uh, I can see why J.D. Davison needs a lot more work as a point guard, so that's why he got the two-way, and that's where we are. Uh, I've also seen zone defense. Zone defense is uh, very important in this scheme for the Celtics. I think it's an indicator of what's to come. First, let's talk about Ibotta. If you're picking up burgers and hot dogs for that summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure that you are beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. Real cash back. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. Ibotta gives you real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. And you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers. So when you start up with Ibotta, you can go to like, Lowe's or Macy's or Sephora or Best Buy. So it's not just groceries. It's a lot of different products. Right now, Ibotta is offering you $5 for just trying it out using the code LOCKED when you register. So go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Still going Monday through Friday through the rest of July. A few more weeks of Monday through Friday, five days a week podcast. August, September will drop down to like three days a week because that's when things die down a bit. But still going, still going three days a week. Nobody is giving you this much Celtics content. We just saw the New York Times basically shut down their sports department. They're they're folding in the athletic they're, they're giving you less. They're giving you less coverage. We're giving you more coverage, more Celtics coverage 
than you're going to find anywhere else. Let's talk about this zone defense, which I am thrilled about. I am thrilled about the, the, the uh, zone defense. There's a potential here for, I think, a wrinkle, or I wouldn't even call it a wrinkle. A significant portion of the Celtics' uh, defensive strategy could be tied up in zone defense. You don't just throw things out in summer league and say, ah, we're just going to do it. You're trying to get these guys to learn things that you're going to do over the course of the season. So you don't waste Jordan Walsh's time by playing zone if you're not going to play zone. You don't waste J.D. Davison's time learning the concepts and how you want it played if it's just going to end in a week. You don't want that. You're not, it's not, it makes no sense. If you're trying a zone defense, it's because you want these guys to start picking up the concept, start understanding. We're going to play our man-to-man defense this way. This is our, our help principles. This is our rotation principles. This is our zone. This is how we're going to run our zone. So that tells me the Celtics are tinkering with the idea of putting in a zone. And I think it's a great idea. If the Celtics implement a zone, I think it's a great way to make up for the loss of versatility that I've been talking about. Tom and I talked about it last week. With Marcus Smart gone and Grant Williams gone, there's been a lot of consternation here. And I've had some conversations on Twitter and we're, we're trying to sort things, sort through things here. Um, and look, this is, it's part of a summer long conversation. Things happen. We talk it, we, we talk through it. We talk it out. I, I kind of like say things and then I get the reactions and we have a conversation and we start to see like, where does this settle? I I'm always open to my thought process evolving as long as, you know, you're having an honest conversation. And I think one of the ways that the Celtics can make up for their versatility loss is something like this zone defense. Lean into your size now. Smart and Grant, super versatile guys, right? Each guy can guard one through four, one through five to varying degrees. Maybe Grant couldn't guard number one, uh, the, you know, your point guards quite as well. And Smart, yeah, he can switch on to bigs, but you don't want him doing it all the time. So they're kind of like the opposite ends of the gradient. And that it hurt. And the switching defense was a hallmark of this team. And and losing those guys makes it extraordinarily difficult for the Celtics to switch. They can still switch. I probably, you know, you probably hear them call out a 13 defense, which is switching one through three with Jalen and Jason and Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon. You, I can see them switching one through three and the bigs kind of stay home. That'll be your drop coverage. But to throw a zone out, I think this team is actually built pretty well for zone defense. In fact, I think this team can modify a zone defense. And instead of playing a 2-3, I'll call it a 2-1-2, where if it's just your regulars, maybe it's Derek White and Jalen Brown up top, and then the back line is Tatum 
and Porzingis and Robert Williams, let's say. Well, you can park any one of those three guys in the middle and say, you have middle responsibility. Your job, whenever the traditional uh, attack of a zone happens, that is your sole responsibility. And you heard me complaining about it when, when the Celtics were playing Miami and getting crushed by the zone. It's like, get into the middle, get into the middle, collapse the zone. And when I say collapse the zone, you, there's a spot right in the middle. If you can picture the floor and each player has a circle around him, that's the zone that he's supposed to cover. And if you plug somebody right in the middle, all of those zones overlap in that one spot and it collapses the defense. Well, the Celtics have length and defensive ability, especially around the rim in Tatum, in Rob, and Porzingis. Make one of those guys a 2-1-2, and you say that one, your job is whenever the ball gets to the middle, you are responsible for that person. You kind of pick up that. We're not playing zone necessarily. Anytime somebody collapses or tries to attack a gap, that's you. You're there. You're stopping things. You're challenging the mid-range shot. Okay, You're the first line of defense. Then the other two guys behind them, if that guy gets beat, one guy can slide up. The other guy's watching for cutters. You take away one of the big weaknesses of a zone, which is baseline cutters. You, When you collapse the defense, the back line of the defense moves up. So traditionally in a 2-3, if, if we're going with this configuration of Porzingis, Rob, and Tatum, if somebody got to the middle, all three guys would naturally take one step or two steps towards the middle. And that opens up the baseline for backdoor cuts. You get a good enough passer, they can find somebody who's cutting backdoor. So if you do a 2-1-2 concept, Tatum is big enough. Rob is big enough. Porzingis is definitely big enough. You can put Porzingis in the middle and say, you've got middle, and these guys are kind of quicker than you, more lateral quickness. So we're going to depend on Rob and Tatum to kind of patrol the back line and get out to a corner three-point shooter. If it, if it kicks out to the left and whoever's down there on that corner goes out, then the, the middle guy can slide down and you kind of got a, a, a backside roamer just in case. There are ways to kind of make this work. I think a zone defense with those guys can be very effective and it's almost like a a faux uh versatility because you're sort of switching like people talk about switching defense a very effective switching defense looks like a zone so since you're not really switching so you're not playing the versatile card but this is kind of harnessing versatility where it's not there right you're creating versatility out of not versatile guys and if you wanted to, you can go big. You could put Tatum and Brown up top with Rob and Porzingis and Al on the back line. You can go bigger. You can go O'Shea Brissett with Tatum at, up top and go super, super big. 
I mean, there are there are options here where the Celtics, if they need to, they have a unique build now to their roster where, hey, you know what? We got a bunch of long arms, tall dudes, and guys that can get from one space to another without overtaxing them. You can have Al Horford play that versatile role without switching all over the court. So but the the zone defense that I see in Summer League is just that first ripple. It's Jurassic Park when they look down at the cup of water and you see the little ripples. That's that's what I'm seeing here in Summer League. Now, will the defense turn into the big Tyrannosaurus Rex? We can only hope, but I think it would be very, very smart for Joe Missoula to bring the Celtics defense into 2023-24. The zone is a big part of defenses in the NBA. The best teams can implement a sort of zone. We've seen Miami get very, very far on talent that that has overachieved partly because their defense is so good in that zone. They're able to hide bad defenders at the back end of that zone. The Celtics can play that zone with nothing but really good defenders. Who's your worst defender in that lineup, in these lineups that I've mentioned? It's probably Jalen Brown, who can be a really, really good defender. So I think there's something to watch for here. I think it would be a really, really smart move. I, I think Missoula has an opportunity here to, to put a very smart wrinkle into the Celtics defense, lean into the length, lean into the height, lean into the, the little bit of versatility that you have, but good wing players, elite rim protection, not putting too much responsibility on these, on these legs and give guys a chance to maximize their abilities. So I'm calling it now. It's what I want to see. And I think what we're seeing in summer league is part of that plan. Would it be a good idea for the Celtics to include John Wall? I'll talk about that next. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Check out the Lockdown NBA podcast. A bunch of guys are at Summer League uh, covering the, the, the league in a way that's uh, unparalleled, I'd say. The, the whole Lockdown Network, we've got the whole thing covered, man. I just talked about the New York Times. People are scaling back their sports coverage. We are ramping up our sports coverage. We're just getting started. So check out the Lockdown NBA podcast. Or if you want the inside scoop on any of these other teams, there's a Lockdown for every pro team out there. So check them out. The Celtics were among the teams to attend John Wall's private workout in Las Vegas. I think... One thing that shows is it's very obvious the Celtics are looking for a little extra ball handling help. They've got one extra roster spot open. They don't have to fill it, but if they can, them going to John Wall's workout tells me the Celtics are at least thinking, hey, maybe we just need one more guy that his whole thing is distribution, right? Now, that's not exactly John Wall's whole thing, but they're trying to find that thing. 
right? They're trying to find that that potential point guard out there to if they just need somebody to quarterback the team for stretches. What who who's out there that they they could maybe rely on here? So the question is, is he going to be a good option? I I would be shocked if he's a good option. Not only is he not a good shooter, uh, the Clippers, the Clippers are desperate for point guard help. The Clippers need a point guard more than any other team probably in the league right now. They are not bringing him back, right? They let him go. They said, no, thank you. We saw enough. So it tells me that John Wall is likely not going to be effective. He played 34 games for the Clippers this past season. Uh, He shot less than 41% from the field. He shot 30% from three. Granted, this is not big volume, but he shot 46% from two. His, it just, the efficiency is, is as low as it's ever been aside from his like rookie year. I think the ship has sailed on John Wall, but if the Celtics are out there hunting for help on minimum contracts and they want to try it, then sure, try it. Uh, minimum contracts, part of it is, is subsidized by the league. So it doesn't even cost as much as, as we say it does. And the, the veteran minimum for him would be like $3 million, but the Celtics aren't even paying the $3 million. They're paying about half of that or so. So even, even if they have to cut him, there's very little, very little dead money on the cap. So if, if they do sign him and it's to a minimum deal, I'm not too worried about that. You don't want to just start bringing guys on and cutting them and bring them on and cutting them. I mean, that, that, that does add up after a while. But I think less than is John Wall a good fit for Boston, there's actually the question, what are the Celtics looking for? And this is just a little sign of, the Celtics understand they probably need another playmaker, somebody on the team that can handle the ball, take pressure off of Jason Tatum, take pressure off of Derek White sometimes. I, I think one of the unanswered questions of this season is going to be Derek White as the starting point guard. And he he has had turns as a, sta- a starting point guard, but he shot so well this past season. I think it's a legitimate question to say, Hey, can he be on ball as much as he's been and run the offense, but still shoot at the level at which he shot? So if the Celtics are banking on that, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a backup. If the answer to the question is, eh, he's quite not quite as good a shooter with the added playmaking responsibilities. And that's not a knock on Derek White. I think he was awesome. Derek White was so good last year, the Celtics thought Marcus Smart was expendable. So I'm not, I'm certainly not knocking Derek White. I think he can do the job. 
But it's not out of the question to say, hey, you're if we're relying on a guy to do too much of one thing, will the other thing suffer? Because part of his ability to shoot is catch and shoots. And I think inherently, when you're on the ball more often, you lose catch and shoot opportunities. Tend to be more pull-ups. And, and he was, I think, pretty good on pull-ups this past season. But if that's going to be the staple of his three-point diet, I don't know that it's going to be as sustainable. Maybe it is, and this question is is moot. It's irrelevant. But just the mere fact that the Celtics are sniffing around John Wall tells me that they understand there might be a little bit of a need for added point guard help. So if it's not John Wall, maybe it's somebody else. I mean, he's going to be 33 by the time the season starts, and it's not a great 33. Be back tomorrow, again, Monday through Friday. So still coming to you, you know, five days a week. I appreciate you subscribing. Thank you so much. I will be back tomorrow with a new fresh podcast for you. Free podcast as always. Uh, never going to take your money. I would love it if you went to Ibotta though and uh, signed up there and maybe you can save yourself a little bit of money there. Get some cash back on things that you're going to gonna naturally buy anyway. Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. Download that in your favorite app store there. Use the code LOCKED to get five bucks. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for watching. You everydayers are awesome. Thank you so, so much. And I would love it if you everydayers would share the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.